Hello. Welcome. I feel like this is the first time we've ever done this because everything's uh, everything's wrong. This is the Five Heart Podcast. It's live on YouTube, and we're so grateful that you're here with me. My name is Greg Mahachko. I'm the host, and John was here. We had pre-show banter, and then Sean, uh, Sean, John disappeared. I don't know if John's coming back. I have a feeling wherever John is, he's laughing at me. So I uh, feel like we got a lot to talk about this week. And by we, of course, uh, I mean me. Because, again, John is hanging out not in the show. I can see in my screen here, there's little little John right here. That's not what that's. Anyway. Oh, my God, it's John. Hey. What happened? Okay. What do you mean? Well, you didn't hit the live button. I, like I said, I feel like it's the first time we've ever done this. I was all out of sorts because I saw that you dropped off the off the stream. I was very concerned. You, you didn't hit the like button. I hit refresh on my browser. It took me completely out of everything. Where? Who are we? What are we doing? What's all going on? A little refresher here. Uh, Go Big Red, by the way, to Andrew Anderson. This is the Five Heart Podcast live. Live. Exclusively on YouTube. Exclusively exclusively exclusivity is apparently where it's at you give people social distancing right and, and you really let them explore the space by you know big big meeting room very few tickets sold and then that ticket becomes a commodity and there's gonna be a line next week for more tickets is that how it works? what I'm the hell sure, are you talking i'm about? pretty sure that's how it works <laughs> okay so how are you john I mean, I'm mediocre. No, I, I hear yeah. you above average or best. Yeah, I mean, I'm worst. mediocre. I'm <laughs> average. You know what I am? What's up? Kind of old man cranky. You were definitely hitting the the angry button before we started. So I'm very excited for this show. We've got a lot to cover tonight. Uh, and... We're going to save that one, Wade. Um, <laughs> we've got a lot to cover uh, tonight. And then, of course, all the great comments from the Chatterfields. Uh, you know who you are. It's it's you. If you're watching this live on a Thursday night, you're, you're a Chatterfield. Whether you join in the chat uh, or not. But that's why it's there to uh, engage with us uh, here, again, live on YouTube. As I say most weeks, uh, unless I forget, which does happen from time to time, we know you have a lot of entertainment options on a Thursday evening, and we appreciate you choosing the 5R podcast. So, hey. Yo, hey. I have an announcement. Okay. I know where I'm going to be for the Minnesota-Nebraska game. Are we going to jump right into that? Are you, you, yeah. Okay. Because if people listen to the beginning, they'll know. The Minnesotans for Nebraska is having a gathering at some bar or pub in St. Paul. You'd think I'd have all this stuff together. We, I will put the link on the Coronation article when it goes out, and the link will be in the show notes on YouTube. But they're basically having a gathering at a pub. You can go to the pub. They're going to have music from 3 to 5, and they have shuttle buses going back and forth to the game, which isn't a bad idea because uh, parking over at the U. You know, it's during Thursday, so I don't know what that's going to be like. It can be hell, I can tell you that, because there's still going to be a population of people working. So... 
you know, maybe getting the shuttle bus over to the thing. And then uh, Baron Von Ratsky is going to be there as well because he is a Nebraska alum and they're going to have music and it's going to be fun. So uh, check that out if you're going to the Minnesota Nebraska game. Yeah, the Clawmaster. <laughs> Claw. I don't know. I, what? I don't know if I've ever heard him described as the Clawmaster. But yeah, he actually was. Baron a, Von Ratsky, uh, the Claw. Yeah, but I don't. I've never heard him called like the Claw Master. I, anyway, uh, he he's a, a, a former Nebraska football player as well, not just a, an alum. He he was a, a yeah. I he told me his life story one time at a Minnesota for Nebraska golf outing. You told and me it, about that, or you told all of very, us about that. It's a very very interesting life story. I mean, it's a it's an amazing life story. Could you do me a favor? Because I know you're you're sitting on piles of money there. Yeah. Um, what people don't know is that the the bed that you see behind John there, where he sometimes uh, uh, takes up his his evenings, is actually filled with hundreds. Um, so what I would love for you to do, John, is buy uh, the rights to Baron von Ratchke's life story. Okay. And then, then we can make a movie out of it, and uh, it'd be a, 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 perhaps the very first coronation original <laughs> film. Oh my God, that's an excellent idea. That's a then maybe we could make it a musical. Yes, we should move on now. <laughs> um, all right, let's uh let, let's jump into it. Andrew uh did a, he was the first one to comment and and he said, "How are you guys doing tonight?" Uh, I'm doing great. John uh, is angry. Uh, but angry. that's okay because uh, Josh Hansen says that red ass John is good for business. <laughs> okay. All right. Look, hey, there's a new design up in the store. It's a red man killing mastodon shirt. So hey. go get one. Uh, wait, wait, okay. hold, on, hold on, hold on. What? What? Where do they, where do they go get one, John? They go get it at cobbycorn.com. And it's not just the shirt. You can also get a hoodie. You can get a hoodie. How many of those you, do they just make those shirts for you, or, or do you actually have to buy those? What do you mean? Like the shirt you're wearing, did you buy that, or did you like? Here's a sample. No, well, I had to buy a sample. Damn, I was really hoping that you just uh, give me the hookup there. So, <laughs> be like, it's all right. He's one of this us. This is late stage capitalism, Greg. There's nothing for free anymore. All right, so uh, Fred Sacco here uh, dropping the uh, knowledge that. Baron Von Raschke also has a movie or documentary out. It's not a musical, is it, Fred, you son of a bitch? <laughs> All right, how about that? I, I, that's that's terrific. Uh, Tyler says, yay, merch. Uh, Tony says, I loved the AWA. John, you know about the AWA? I know. The American I Wrestling Association I, or Alliance? Um, was that the Sheik? Uh, I think he uh, did a, a tour up there, but it, it was um, Minnesota-based, I believe. Like uh, all, all the like Hulk Hogan, I think got uh, got his start up there. Uh, Kurt Hennig, tell wow. me when I'm mentioning a name that you're familiar with. Rick Rude is. <laughs> Sorry. You don't look at the comments. Um, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, Baron Ron Bratsky, who he went, he was early before he became the Baron. He was Jimmy Nebraska from Nebraska. That's, that's how he was introduced. 
anyway, we we'll talk more about him later. Okay. What else? Uh, what do we got? What do well, we Fred, got? Fred says that we should sell. Uh, speaking of merch at copycorn.com, copycorn angry buttons along with the F C H wait F H C S F chastity belts. Former head coach Scott Frost chastity belts. Uh, now it's my understanding that if you put uh, Scott Frost's face on the chastity belt, it's going to have the opposite effect. Allegedly. <laughs> I'm not touching that. <laughs> I'll go look for. I'll go look for. Maybe Etsy. They sell blank chastity belts, and we could put a design on there. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shall we? Uh, shall we get to some serious? Yes, we should stuff? get to. Okay. Yeah. This. Uh, All right. So, lots of things uh, to discuss tonight, this week, and uh, we are expecting a special guest. I hope it comes through because I already put him in the write-up or in the stream, so he's already been advertised. Um, but we'll we'll cross that particular bridge when we get there. John, but, you, you mentioned to me, and I think it's been in the... Oh, let, let's turn the clock back or the calendar back about five months, shall we? In five March, months. Okay. In March, I believe at the beginning of spring uh, practice, uh, Matt Rule said, we're doing away with single-digit Uniform numbers. Jerseys. Yeah. Yeah. Jerseys. Uh, and oh, what in the world's going on? This week, they're back. A new tradition allegedly uh, that, that Matt Rule apparently has, has utilized at Temple at uh, Baylor. But what it is, it's, it's these need to be earned, these single digit, uh, you know, Numbers, jersey numbers have to be earned. And so the first four dropped this week. John, can I tell you who's the, the recipients of the of these uh, single-digit jersey me. numbers? Tell me. I will tell you. I'm so excited. Okay. All right. Uh, senior, we'll, we'll do this in order, in numerical order. Maybe not in order of importance. No offense. <laughs> senior wide receiver Billy Kemp, the fourth, picked number one. Safety Isaac Gifford. Numero dos. Luke Reimer, I believe he was 24 previously, uh, and now he's going to be wearing number four. And quarterback Jeff Sims has number seven. So um, they are... are you, go ahead. Are you surprised by anybody on that list? Yeah, and I'll tell you Who why. You, why? Who is it? I've never heard of Billy Kemp the fourth. He's a receiver. Well, yeah, I figured that much. He transferred. Okay. Remember Joshua Fleeks came from Baylor. I think Billy Kemp came from Virginia. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. going to be he's, – he's one of so, those uh, uh, undersized uh, slot receivers. Yeah. He's, okay. uh, he's He and Sims are transfers. So, I you know, it's kind of – I guess you kind of look at it and go, well, it's kind of nice transfer guys are being recognized for leadership. And then you kind of go, well, this is a whole new regime. I mean, maybe those guys didn't get infested with uh, I don't give a shit us or shititis. I don't know how that goes, but you know what I mean? A lax culture where now they're being said you have to do X, Y, Z all the time. And, you know, it's it's kind of a cool. I like this tradition. If this is a tradition, if this is what they're going to do, I'm for it because uh, I think it's you know what it does. It sets up something similar to the old unity council. Mm hmm. 
And what it does is basically say, these are the leaders. These are the guys that, you know, are going to hopefully, we hope that they, they have held themselves accountable. And by that measure, they will hold others accountable as well. So they've been also, you know, kind of singled out as, you know, they're the guys. One thing about Luke Reimer. The Butkus Award watch list came out today, and uh, there's, there's, he's not on it. I mean, that you got guys, surprising. you guys, there's no Nebraska players. I think there's 35, you know, how these watch lists work. They oh, have sure. like shit tons of people on them. There are for, for clicks, of people. For, for, yeah. for preseason media clicks, you know, if – if we had a, a a player on the Benark or Butkus or Remington or, or whatever Doak Walker Award, uh, you know preseason watch list, uh, then you know it's all traditionally. This is me just being a little bit cynical. They would include the Nebraska player at that position just to help boost the views on the award. Am I? I mean, because we would, you know, we we traditionally at Cornish would we got to pump that out because we know it's clicks. I mean, we're, we we play the game as well as everybody else. So I'm actually, but I am surprised. Luke Reimer has had a very stellar career. Um, I think the only thing holding him back is that he's been on shit teams. Um, this is the year that turns around, though, because it is. It's a year. God, thank you. We're in the second week of August. John's finally drinking the Kool Aid and he's guzzling it down. <laughs> um, but you cannot be ignored. You will not be ignored when your team goes fifteen and zero and wins the whole damn thing. Wait, we have to take the super chat. We have to. I mean, I thought we'd yes. get to it. I didn't know we'd have no, to. No, okay. when they do that, you got to do it right away because he's paying. Oh, okay, for the, sorry. You know what I mean? Sorry. That encourages other people to pay us, so I could pay my medical bills and shit. Branson Chab gives us a super Chab. Uh, what is the area like around the universability? <laughs> Universability. <laughs> University. I was reading too far ahead. You're, what you're is the ahead. area like around the University of Minnesota? Walkability, vibes, traffic, and so on. Well, this is kind of weird because it's a Thursday night game, but I mean, TC, it's Huntington Bank Stadium is, I don't know, you know, there's a, what is there, Buffalo Wild Wings or something right next door? Uh, I mean, the stadium's fairly, I like the Minnesota games. I think they're fun. I think they do a lot of stuff that makes it fun. Um, I, I think, you know, like I said earlier, I think that maybe it's not a bad idea to find place someplace to get a shuttle bus in there because this is still going to be, you know, a work day for most people in clearing out all the parking lots and getting into the parking lots. I don't know how that's going to work. I actually will ask somebody. Okay. And I will find out more information as the game gets closer because, uh, you know, I have a relationship with the university of Minnesota. Uh, sometimes somebody they asked, like you, and sometimes they will never let you on the field again. Uh, traffic. Well, again, it's you know it's going to be what time is the game? Seven. I'm on it. I think I think it is. You know, rush hour should be over by then. It shouldn't be too bad. I think it's a nice area. You might see people just so you are warned. You might see people talk about how Minneapolis is this unsafe city and Dinky Town. There have been some attacks and stuff, but the the 
stadium is way away from dinky town it's not anywhere near any of the problems are in minneapolis and am i saying it's completely safe no it's not completely safe it's an american city for god's sakes but it's you know you're going to be around a lot of people and the, the university of minnesota has no interest in having anything bad happen there so uh i like the stadium i like i think it's kind of cool it's you know it's not enormous but it's uh it's pretty nice you know, wide open. It's more for the, being in the middle of the city, Minneapolis, kind of. The campus, I think, is is decently green and spread out a little. Did I answer that well enough? I think so. Um, okay. And I'll say this: if if I don't know about shuttle access, things like that, but when I was up in the Twin Cities last year, I became a fan of the uh, rideshare apps. You know, I use Lyft. That's not an endorsement. It's just seemed to be the one that most of my group was using. So that's always an option as well, especially if you're pre-gaming, uh, which we'll get to towards the end of the show. Uh, there's a, a uh, Minnesota for Nebraska gathering. I, did, did we already address that? Or am yeah, I- we did that. <laughs> yes. I thought, oh my God, I'm not the only one with early onset dementia. <laughs> no, it, it's, you know, I'm, I, I'm I'm multitasking, John. All right. Okay. Good job. Um. <laughs> oh, here we go. Huh? Hey, oh, Chase. Chase is a Minnesota fan, and says, all right. As a Minnesota fan, I'm not even remotely scared. Uh, which is hilarious because after the game, as a fan of the team, he's going to be emotionally scarred. Uh, scarred. <laughs> scarred. Genuinely, genuinely curious if you guys expect to win and your perspective. Love the channel, guys. Uh, yeah, no, we're going to win. Without you a go doubt. first. I, I am. I, I mean, look, I'm not going to give you the score because we'll do that the night before. Oh. But Nebraska will win. Will win. And I'll tell you why. We've got nothing to lose. We've got nothing to lose. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, just seconding everything, you know, more emphasis. Uh, I, I think that, you know, Minnesota game is huge and it's huge because I think it's going to, you know, it, I've said this before, it's going to set up the season for Nebraska. I mean, we're going to find out way early if our offensive and defensive lines can stand up to a team that's going to be physical. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm skeptical of our chances of winning. Greg, I haven't drank that much Kool-Aid. You, but, uh, I, I guarantee you, by Wednesday, uh, the thirtieth. Oh God! Uh, you know we we bought six tickets. My whole family's going to that game, and uh, my fa- here's the thing with my family: uh, mm-hmm. they can turn on me. They can turn on me at a moment's notice. They can be like, "Yeah, you're great, Dad. Oh, you suck." And then oh, no. Nebraska. It's literally like, you know, a very uh, chaotic. I, I will honest to God say this. Your family's great. The ones that I have met, they're great, but they are fickle as shit. Wow. (laughs) I'm just kidding. That's a a hot take. Um, No. So, look, we're going to know one, two, three weeks from now. My only hope, my my real only true hope is that the game is not lightninged out because we all saw what happened Five years ago. Nobody has said that yet. Now we're fucked. <laughs> hey, it's, it's it, no, wait, I'm not allowed to bring that up. We said we wouldn't talk about it this week, so I'm not going to bring that up. Okay. No, um, Nebraska, Minnesota. 
I'm not saying it's going to be a bloodbath, but like one of uh, Daniel Day Lewis's top movies, there will be blood. Uh, Chase, I think that I think it'll be you know you got three offensive linemen starters to replace. Mo Ibrahim isn't around. Got a new quarterback that's going to be better than Tanner Morgan. He has the best one of the best tight ends in the nation to throw to. But I don't. I you know your defense. Tyler Newbin we know is a playmaker, but I the defense I think is you know that's the key. We don't really know what Nebraska's offense is going to be look is going to look like. I mean, we we hear things and you can talk about things, but until they get into a game, who the hell knows? John, so, will, you, will you read think, this comment, please? Which one? Fred Sacco, who is a – I was going to say he was a genius, but he'll get all big-headed and more insufferable than he already is. Fred Sacco says the only lightning will come from Matt Rule's ass as he smites the gophers, god damn it. Wow, Fred. We're getting there. We're getting into August. It's August Uh, 10th. Dion Pryor says, Chase, you're joking. We believe we're going to kick your asses 45 to 3. Hey, look, look, Chase. God bless you, man, for for being here, for asking the question, for enduring this self-inflicted punishment. Uh, We are nothing if not um, confident, I suppose. (laughs) And I, I, I'm just as guilty. I'm just I, look. I've been saying for months now, 15 and 0 national championship. Uh, ooh, I still don't have the graphic yet. Uh, I need to work with my artist. But Fred wants to know, Greg, what am I drinking? I haven't been drinking the last few weeks because honestly, uh, our fridge has been so full that I didn't know I had a cold one back there. I, I'm still drinking the Yingling that I got two almost two months ago in in Kentucky. So uh, it's still fine. Don't get me wrong. Yingling is. Top, top notch beer, um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to restock you, you here. Haven't been drinking because the fridge is so full. I didn't know that I had a cold one back of there. What? <laughs> of what? Kool Aid? Leftovers. Leftovers. Jeff? Okay. We had we had to do not we. Uh, my wife this morning before before I was awake, uh, she did the great because today is trash day, so she did the great leftover clean out, um, and then she left the the Tupperware containers piled up. Um, for me to put in the dishwasher. So I only had to gag a little bit. It's, you know, life gets busy, John. Don't judge me. What's up, pup? Is that, are they, uh, I, she's just like all over the place tonight. She chewing on any more paper towels though? Uh, No, she, you know what? I bet that's what she wants here. Yeah. Here. I don't know why. Can somebody tell me why dogs do this? Look at this. Look at this. Are there food remnants on there? Is like pizza I, grease or be. something? <laughs> you know, I don't know if I, I. It's not like I fill her feeder eighty three paper towels a night, but you know, it's kind of weird. Anyway, uh, Branson Branson's back with another one. It says never underestimate PJ Flex ability to adapt. I don't disagree with that. Wait a minute. Yes, I do. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. If you if we're talking, we're putting this in Nebraska terms. He really hasn't had to adapt. I mean, he that's the problem that we've they, had against Minnesota. This is where I get ranty, Greg. They they did replace the uh Tanner Morgan last year. Okay, well he got hurt. Yeah, well, you know what I mean. Was it yeah, was it do you he, think it was an actual injury or do you think it was one of those like I, he had he had kind of had some problems before that, and I think they didn't want to take any chances, especially I, with his head. I kind of have problems every day and I still get up and go to work. <laughs> You're not being I, hit by three hundred pound guys. 
What do you know? About I was starting I into a rant, buddy. <laughs> okay, finish. Put that back up there. Now I forgot what I was ranting about. Oh, PJ flexibility to adapt. He hasn't had to adapt. I mean, think about it. The last times he's played Nebraska under the former guy we fired, where the, the guy ran the same zone plays like 83 times every game. And we never we never stopped it. We just got let him beat us to death. You know? So I don't if his ability to adapt to Nebraska, number one, I don't know if he knows what we're gonna be running and what we're gonna be doing. I know that Satterfield has uh, what was the offensive coordinator of South Carolina. So I mean his his tendencies may be on film, but maybe he's come to Nebraska under Matt Rule. Matt Rule says, oh, I don't want to see this play ever again. No, no, I'm running that one. This one you can run 20 times a game. And that's the stuff we're gonna find out. But uh, I don't know about PJ's flexibility to adapt. <laughs> I again I he hasn't had to. He's just beat us. He's beat us with a very, you know, I think not even a really difficult game just run zone inside outside nickel duo oh look we're gonna put in the other quarterback and he's gonna run the ball 20 times until the one time he doesn't and that's you know that's standard football stuff when you got a defense that just honestly is kind of confused and then they're being called soft because their defensive coordinator doesn't want to have any passes go over his head because he was told his offensive coordinator was going to score 40 points a game because he was an offensive genius. God, I am so just ready for this new regime to actually start and stop talking. I love Matt rule already, but you know, if we go like three and nine this year, I'm going to bring up the fact that that fucker spent the entire offseason talking to everybody and their dog four times. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Uh, uh. I hope you've been watching the comments because I've just been. Uh, I, 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 I've took been a, I took I've a little hiatus from that bit. briefly. What the- Is it? Am I missing anything? Yeah. Wait, we got to put this up. John Smith says, when's he going to adapt to Iowa, which I is a that. fair a fair uh, statement because P.J. Fleck cannot beat Kurt Ferenz. He's lost. I think he's 0-7 to him, which is pretty terrible. I totally misunderstood. Uh, yeah, no, for whatever reason, when I when I read that comment, I thought, and, and so there's other podcasts out there that say pronouns, pal, but I thought, when John said, when he, when's he going to adapt to Iowa? I thought the he was you. Like, when are you, John, going to adapt to Iowa? And I. No! I'm, look, I'm adapting to Iowa! Deep, deep world! <laughs> uh, the pork! <laughs> uh, I'd like to gamble on some of my own games! Bet the under! There you yeah, go. I adapted no to Iowa. Probably injured myself. You, you sound like you, honestly that sounded that one sounded painful. Um, well, we're going to we'll, we'll cycle back or we'll circle back. We'll talk more about Minnesota. I'm, I'm sure more will come up. I'm taking a quick look. Um, we'll address that uh, when we get into another to- uh, topic. Um, don't mind me. I'm just reading. Um, oh, so let's go back to the single digit. Uh, numbers. Uh, Tyler, uh, who we know and remember finally here at Coronation, said uh, it came out that Ethan Piper was the unofficial fifth player to be a recipient of a single-digit digit jersey, but as an offensive lineman, he's ineligible to wear a single-digit jersey. 
thoughts? What? Do I have thoughts? I was sending a message to somebody who was supposed to be here. Uh, <laughs> thoughts about Ethan Piper? Yeah. Oh, no, oh, about about being the unofficial fifth player to, to be a recipient of the single-digit jersey, but ineligible to because he's an offensive lineman. Well, we went, uh, I went back and forth on Twitter on this. And what I said is the offensive linemen don't need to wear little single digit numbers. And that's because if you, offensive linemen are kind of like their own group. Amongst the whole football team, the whole offensive linemen should be in their like own little click group. And they're like tribal. They're like, mm-hmm. you touch that offensive lineman and you have to fight all 15 of them. You know what I mean? That's fine. That's how they should be. And uh, they don't need your your recognition for your single digit number shit. They they that's the skill players. The skill players a little bit like oh we want to get the the women and we need recognition. The offensive linemen are just like you know we're 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 together and we're gonna kill you kind of thing. The, the linemen are the stake to the uh, specialist uh, sizzle. Yeah, that's I thought you were gonna best. say like broccoli side dish. No. <laughs> Not in Nebraska. I, I've lived in Nebraska. There's not a whole lot of broccoli in Nebraska. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. All right. Branson, uh, Chab says, uh, regarding your, uh, or I should say, PJ, your thoughts on PJ uh, flexibility to adapt. Uh, he says, that's entirely fair. By the way, John, did you actually get in trouble the last time you did the video at Minnesota? I didn't really get in trouble. I just got denied a credential for the following week against, uh, there was a, a, a volleyball. I think it was Nebraska, Minnesota volleyball. I sent in to the volleyball, Sid at Minnesota and said, can I get a credential? And the football Sid replied to me and said, uh, you caused a national stir last week and we don't think it would be proper or something along those lines uh, How- to give you a credential. I didn't, I don't think they wanted me on TV. I, you know, I, I sent them back. They have Minnesota. Listen, Minnesota has always been very, very nice to me as has Nebraska. And um <clears throat> You know, I, I sent them back and I understand. I apologize if I embarrassed them any because, you know, again, they were very nice and very professional. And uh, I certainly never thought that thing would explode. I just thought I was going to go do a video on the field and put it up on YouTube. And then somebody, I think from Iowa said, what the hell is with this guy? But it was after that, you know, that was the, I kind of thought that was really the last chance Uh for me to get another credential until that next spring. And by that time, honestly, my brain injury, my balance issues started kicking in and headaches got a lot worse. And, you know, really what I learned was I could do a 10 minute video and get a lot of attention and I could spend two days on photos and not really get any attention at all. Which one would you do Branson? Which one? I enjoy this. I enjoy this a lot more. I love doing photography. I love being on the field. Uh, I love talking to people on the field. And some of this stuff was so hilarious. <laughs> I've got to stop reacting I mean, to the comments. Listen, 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 you, you're on the field and Holly Rowe walks by you and just the drunk screaming at Holly Rowe. And most of them are not rude, wrote, not rude. They're just screaming her name, but they're like, what? She's going to turn around and see you and want to marry you or something like it's just weird people's behavior on the field. Uh, <clears throat> our guest, our guest says that he thought it was tomorrow night, and his mom is in town, so he's out with his mom. So his mom wins over us, Greg. You know what? That's fair. 
Yeah. We'll have, you know what? I won't be here next week. So, and I won't be here the week after. So you can, you can have him on next week. I'd be delighted. Okay. He's a, he's a great man. Yeah. I'll have to read that, the article. Branson, that's, that's what happened with the video. I mean, you know, um, security guys, one of the, they were clearing the field off and one of the security guys was re- responsible for clearing the field. So they have this whole section of the field where nobody was. And I walked over to the security guy and I said, can I go over there and do this video? Cause they weren't even letting the Nebraska media come down from the press box and do their bit on the field. They were clearing the field off. Uh, and he said, yeah, you know, go fine, go over there. And then all these kids started showing up behind me. And uh, it turns out later they were like athletic department employees, kids that were on the field and running around behind me, which I kept trying to get away from them because I was plenty sweary. Anyway, <clears throat> anyway, well, I, you, you used the phrase in your uh, explanation there, which was great, by the way, I, you know, everybody knows the video. I don't know if that many people know about, you know, what, what happened, the fallout, so to speak. Uh, but you used a, a, a little two two word uh, description that you said national stir, and Fred says we should have John National Stir Johnston branded coffee stirs. Okay, right now I'm only selling like clothing because it's not taxed in Minnesota, and I still have to figure out how to run an online store. Where you know, if I sell their stuff, I'm gonna have to take. Ta- I'm gonna have to learn how to run a business better than I do now. I've been what? writing for like 35 years and I know how to do that. But, you know, the whole online store, do all the things properly is now the IRS is going to be after me. What I've heard. Yes. What you've heard. Is that uh, when you have a business, you never want to show a profit. So at the end of the year, go buy stuff with your uh, with your proceeds. You have to pay taxes that way. Like what? What should I buy, Greg? I don't. I had a guy when I was selling cars back in the day. I had a guy come in. Uh, he was a business owner, had like a lawn and landscape. Anyway, he bought a new truck, sixty thousand dollar truck, because he didn't want to show profit. Oh my god! I was like, that's a good business. Yeah. It is. All right. Uh, well, let's move on. Uh, we 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 have starred several comments. We will uh, address them. Oh god! Nope. Nope. Not gonna read. Not doing it. Not doing it, Fred. If you if you don't if you want to know why I'm not addressing Fred's comment, <sighs> yeah, look for the yeah. comments yourself. Yeah. Um, well, we were going okay. to talk about this with uh, with our special guest, as John uh, stated. Uh, he he's got family in town. He thought it was tomorrow night. It's all good. He he reached out to me and apologized. Uh, we'll we'll get him on uh, the show down the road. But this week, season tickets uh, landed in season ticket holders' mailboxes. Which I believe John is is not so much a change, but a return to physical tickets. Where I think they took a year or two off of physical tickets, and I know that was uh, much um, maligned. So here's what, if you were so fortunate to have tickets, uh, what they might look like for your season tickets for our beloved Nebraska Cornhuskers at Nebraska Memorial Stadium this fall. You know what and this is, Greg? What is you know this, what John? this is? Ticket porn. That's what it is. Well, let me tell you. Let, let me, let me, let me get a close up then, John. You see how it's all blacked out, so you can't identify what the ticket actually is. <laughs> so, what you can do though, if you have one of these tickets and you can see some of these memorial moments, is you scan those QR codes, and it will take you to a video that 
replays that highlight. So the ones we're hearing or we're seeing here on the on the screen are Alex Henry's uh, school record 57 yard field goal uh, paired up with Indomitian Sue's pick six against Colorado. Uh, we have the uh, memorial moment, uh, the what, black 41 flash reverse. Of course, Eric Crouch there, um, and, and others. I mean, there. Look, you can't unless they they're putting different moments on everybody. So so you know, there's a finite number of home games. Unless they're putting different moments on on everybody's tickets, you're never going to get to them all, right? Uh, but this is this is a fun little little addition, I think. Uh, and a, again, a return to having that physical, tangible piece. Uh, you know, because especially now where they're not, you know, they're scanning, you know, uh, barcodes and they're not ripping off stubs. You can take it back. You can frame it. You can do whatever the hell you want with it uh, as a little keepsake of the day. So very nice. I think that's kind of cool. I mean, I I don't really, I don't have a horrible problem with the digital ticket, but the honest to God truth is uh, I, you know, having a memento that you went to some of these games, especially since the hundred year anniversary of Memorial stadium, it's kind of cool to show that stuff off. I mean, I have a whole drawer full of credentials, <laughs> you know, that yeah, that uh, my wife and family got sick of me hanging in the <laughs> room where the TV was. So they're all in a drawer somewhere. But, you know, you have a memento and you can go, oh, I remember that game. I was kicked out. Anyway, um, <laughs> no, I th- it's it's really neat. I think it's a nice gesture. I, you know, it, you know what this is? What is this, John? You know what? This is Trev Alberts paying attention to the details and doing things, doing things to make sure his it, fan base is taken care of. That guy, you know, when he was hired, I did a video that was really just very angry, which that's shocking, uh, about him being hired and how he shouldn't have hired a guy that had Nebraska roots. Boy, what a dipshit was I, you know? I should pull that video out from two years ago and react to myself being an idiot, but – uh, you he should. Is, he is. <laughs> other done. other other YouTube channels are getting more hits on on their videos by revisiting videos of the past. Are and, they? Yes. Uh, oh. The 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 channel that comes to mind. And look, I'll I'll endorse this channel. They're not paid, but I've I've gotten so much enjoyment o- over the years of watching. Uh, it's a comedian by the name of Ryan George. I believe he works at Screen Rant, and he has this YouTube channel called Pitch Meeting. Where he plays two oh, roles. Okay. Yeah, he plays producer guy and and screenwriter guy, and screenwriter pitches the movie, and it's it, but it's great. But he's gone back to some of these other movies, and he's revisited them, and he's kind of critiqued himself, done follow ups. You can do the same thing, John, and, and and you'll just make all the money. All right, I could do that. I'm gonna have to some do something here. Uh, well, yeah, it's a nice gesture. I was looking at the comments again. No, don't do that. Yeah. Okay. Um, Fred, Fred, look, I'm I'm not going to read the first part, but he asks if they have the punt to the wrong side of the field against Michigan State. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought that wasn't that that that, that was, was in East Michigan Lansing. State. Yeah. 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 So the other part, I don't I don't know. I didn't read the first half of that comment. These are or, moments. Or, those are moments in Memorial Stadium, Fred. For God's sake! What the all heck right. Is, wrong with is, is it? I I I feel bad. It's a it's memorable. <laughs> It's it's a highlight, but it's also McNeese State. You think they'd have Amir Abdullah's run that no, sealed I the game? I don't think so. <laughs> no. Um, oh, by by the way, Fred also. No, we're just gonna move on. Um, 
James Marshall says that he bought tickets to go watch the Huskers play in Champaign on Friday night, October 6th. If the Minnesota game doesn't answer the questions about this Husker squad, he says the Illinois game will. I think he's correct, yeah. And I uh, I don't think I'll be at that game. At least I don't have any tickets right now. But it's Illinois, which is as close to anything that I'll be able to see in Nebraska. Let me just put it this way. The people that I would get the invite uh, to go watch the game with, they haven't said anything to me. So I, that might be a me thing. I don't know. <laughs> um, but very excited for, for these new tickets. And again, w- the, the little additions that they've done, the little digital extras, uh, on top of the tangible tickets, I, I think is is Trev Albert's little way of saying mea culpa uh, for for going digital only last year. So, um, yeah, you know, he, it could be his just saying uh, we recognize you. Let's face it; I mean, everybody says, "Oh, the solid streak is fake." The fuck, you, you know what? If you're one of those people, I just want to say, kiss my ass, okay. The fact that Nebraskans even show up for how shitty we've been over the last five years is one of the most amazing things in sports. So, you know, the whole sellout, oh, the sellout streak isn't real. Well, okay. You know, neither of those people on that plane, apparently. But again, it's just, it's a, Nebraska fans are the best fans in the world. There you go. There's my pandering suck up statement. We are. We're, we're just incredible. I mean, you're not going to find any, Arguments for me, John. Um, I, I, I don't think Colorado fans do that. Well, okay. Well, hey, you 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 brought it up. All right, let's go. Let's go there. What? Oh, hey, look at that. Speak of the devil. Our squad versus yours, no passing zone. What appear to be the uh, 12 and 13-year-olds uh, who make up the Colorado secondary, I suppose. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I see some skinny legs. Uh, I see some short people. And you got, look, you, you get those uh, marshmallow helmets on. You know, you, you add three or four inches. The camera adds 10 pounds. These kids look like they're 110 pounds soaking wet. I got I keep wondering if Colorado is purposely putting out, like, fake videos. They had Ridiculous a video. Uh, yeah, they, they had a video out of one of their practices, and it literally looked like a high school team that, was trying to learn how to play football. And I mean, these guys, what, where the hell are they? Are they like in somebody's backyard? (laughs) They're in the back of the housing complex. It looks like, you know, it's just weird. Maybe Colorado's in that bad of shape. I don't know. There's a, there's a great reference here. I I gotta, I gotta hit it. Um, that sounded bad. I apologize. Fred's going to say something wildly inappropriate. Um, please work, please work, please work. Damn it. All right. What happened? Some, some of you younger. Well, I'm trying to find a a, a particular uh, photo that Fred Fred hearkened to. He made a, a reference because these helmets are ridiculous, right? I mean, can we can we admit that? Uh, look, we had they, a com- they're, they're, we, they're called guardian helmets. They're supposed to help with concussions and hits and stuff. That's fine. Um, yeah. You know, it is what it is. But at the same time, they do also look a little ridiculous do they not yeah they do look kind of silly and fred, I think they should play a game with them the, yeah let's go but fred made a, a very poignant uh although perhaps dated observation he says they look like the great gazoo <laughs> for those of you who are too young to know 
back in the 60s, there were a couple of cartoons, Hanna-Barbera cartoons. One was set in Stone Age time. That was the Flintstones. They've had a couple live action movies. One of them starred uh, uh, John Goodman. So you might be familiar with that. But the other one took place in the future. And that was called The Jetsons. Actually, I think it was like 2015 it took place or something. I mean, we're, we're past it. But this is The Great Gazoo. And I, I, I think Fred's right. Yeah. What a bizarre thing. I mean, well, that the I, Great Gazoo existed. Well, it's, it was a different time, John. Yeah. But, I was uh, there, kind of. The question is, how much of it do you remember? <laughs> Bits and pieces here and there. All right, are we, are we moving on? Wait, oh, okay, we go. we're gonna say this. It's great. Roger Moore says Nebraska will mop the field with Colorado. <clears throat> you know, if they could beat Minnesota and they they Colorado, they can go four and zero into that game with Michigan. Oh God! It's, it's... What was that? What, what did you? Why did you slurp your cup so much? That's good Kool Aid. <laughs> yes. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, it's happening. Uh, the moment yeah. you've been waiting you know, for I, all offseason. You know what? I've been spending, drinking it up. <laughs> I've been spending more time on Twitter in the last few days, and I can tell you this. Uh, the way that Twitter is with Nebraska and everything, I can guarantee you that if we start winning games, I am going to be even more so insufferable son of a <laughs> bitch than I am now. <laughs> all right. We... I don't. I'm. I'm very hesitant to show. This. You have your next topic. I do, but I'm very hesitant to show this comment. I really want to show this comment. Are we going like, to go to jail for it? No, but it's a Fred comment, so it's borderline. All right, Fred says I. I and now it's in Boulder, waiting for Dion's foot to enter the portal. Ah. <laughs> uh. <sighs> okay right. okay next okay. uh, uh what All right. we actually had a comment regarding those uh, uh helmets uh way back when uh 43 minutes ago wade far says is nebraska not being safe by not using those soft turtle marshmallow helmets for practice you know what? As the as the guy that lives with a brain injury, there's a lot of arguments about. I listen. I know a bunch of people who have very very difficult life with brain injury, and we constantly argue about whether or not football should even exist anymore. And uh, I think a lot of them would have the position that those helmets are going to do nothing to protect from the sub concussions hits that people get all the time, but they make people feel better about it. So. I, you know, I'm skeptical of them. I know that they say they're supposed to help, but we know lo- so little about brains or CTE or degenerative diseases compared to other parts of our bodies that uh, everything that we do know, I think, is in the guessing stage. There you go. That was my actually serious answer for the night. You get one. James says that if it takes a marshmallow helmet to keep football alive, then I'm all for it. Well, that is a good point. Whatever we got to do uh, real quick. See if, a quick again. I have more star comments. This is definitely uh, all right. Since this was just made, uh, Roger just made the comment. No knee braces, no marshmallows. Uh, we, we hearken back to uh, Wade's comment from 44 minutes ago. Uh, this says, why do so many Nebraska football players hurt their knees? 
Parenthetical Noonan. More knee braces, less of everything else, right? Well, I think, it. you know, first of all, you got guys that are huge. All right. You know, when I was in high school, I paid, I think I weighed like, what, 165 pounds, and I played offensive guard, and I constantly blocked people that were like 50, 60 pounds heavier than me. But that's not 300 pounds. Now you see kids constantly coming out of high school, and they're 300 pounders. You know, I don't know. You know, the human body hasn't evolved to the point that, you know, it's supposed to just be man, man, magically able to keep up with that. So I think you just have just more mass. It's physics, more mass, more velocity, uh, more momentum. And because of that, more injuries. You know, I don't think it's anything necessarily that our strength and conditioning people that know more about strength and conditioning can say one way or another. But, you know, I think knees are particularly fra a fragile part of the human body. It's kind of like ankles on some of those huge guys, you know, big, huge guys constantly injuring their ankles. Well, they're, you know, it's kind of like horses, just giant bodies on this little tiny. What was that? What does that look for? No, you're I'm just trying to. The, the horse comparison. I'm, I'm well, I mean, have you ever looked at really looked at a horse? I mean, you have an enormous, enormous body on extremely small legs, but and they're extremely small bones. Yeah, but there's still four of them. But one of if one of them breaks, that's that's why they used to put down horses if they broke their legs, no matter what, because there was no way for them to recover because of the size. We don't do that to people anymore, so you know, <laughs> not not in America most of the time. <laughs> well, I want to. Uh, we're, we're talking about the evolution of, of uniforms and, and protection and things like that. Um, and but, it reminds me of a, of a late 90s sci-fi movie because this is where it's heading. I really do think they're going to make the game safer by making the pads smaller. What? Where did... What? Anybody remember Starship Troopers? They're not even wearing, they're wearing hockey helmets, no face masks, and they're barely wearing any pads at all. And it's co-ed. I'm just saying it's a hell of a reference. And I apologize I, for taking I, the time. I need, I need, I need to go back and watch that movie. It's fun. Um, it is a fun movie. I'll tell you what, if you, it, as a, as a reminder to uh, uh, everybody out there, if you haven't watched it in a while, there's more boobs in there than you might remember. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay, then. Don't watch it with the kids. We still got time before football season. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Um, next topic. Thank you for keeping me on track, kind of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, every, all right. Does everybody remember this guy? Who is Tristan Gebbia. Tristan Gebbia. Jebbia. Whatever. Okay. I'm not sure it matters. He's not here anymore, but where he is. After an 18-year run at, Ohio, or, uh, at Oregon State, now he's been named the starter at Ohio State. He is not. Did he really? I saw yeah. that today, and I thought it was a joke. Ryan Day he named him the starter. I think they have a couple of five-star uh, guys who are out, um, so he's he's been named the starter for now. Um, look, this guy is as old as Kenny Pickett, and and you know like he he's not next level. I'll say it right now. I, I know that sounds harsh, um, but you always wonder what could have been if if he would have, I guess, maybe been given a better, sh a fair, more fair shake. Does that sound make sense? Yeah. 
Because he was that he was that uh, Calabrasca connection. Yeah. Um, so. I don't know what we've been doing either. Let's just we have a future in front of us. We do. Let's mm-hmm. not look to the past. No, let's look to the future. Look to the future. Uh, I'm not going to read that, Josh. Sorry. Um, not not Josh's most recent one, but one up. Um, do 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 do. All right, let's move on to the report that came out earlier today. This is why we do this on Thursday. We catch a lot of late reports. Uh, this came out from radio stations KXNO, 1460 AM and 106.3 FM. I don't know where they are. I didn't do that much research. Just broke on Miller and Condon. The Big Ten football championship game will be played at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas in the near future. Won't be a permanent move away from Indy, but at least a couple of Vegas title games are coming. I've also seen, you know, like it might be a good spot to have you know, like reincorporate the Rose Bowl a little bit, but John, your take on uh, this this Indianapolis fixture that is the Big Ten football championship game being moved all the way out to Las Vegas. Well, just let me start by saying that uh, I'd hate it if Mike Miller condom broke in the <laughs> middle of things, but. Playing games at Las I'm not a big Las Vegas guy. I don't gamble on I don't gamble on anything on my but myself and on myself I gamble a lot and win. Win. But I honestly the last time I was in a casino there was all these ringing bells and shit and I look at these slot machines and I go I don't even know how this works and there's cigarette smoke in the air and I'm like what the hell did I transport back to 1976? This sucks. Yep. But uh, I just, you know, I'm not a betting guy on anything but myself. That's not a lie. But uh, I guess uh, people would be excited on going to Vegas. There's shows. You could go see Carrot Top. That would probably be one of the top shows you'd want to see, right? Uh, Personally speaking, not so much. Um, again, that's just me. I, you know, I did see somebody else later say, "No, this isn't correct. Nobody's ever said this, and your okay. broken Miller condom is wrong." Whoa. Yeah. Uh, let me just say, let's say the, the the possibility. Look, if it happens, I'm not horribly against it. I'll tell you why. There's a small, it for okay, Allegiant Stadium, Las Vegas. There's a small airport. Closer to my house than St. Louis, which is also very close, that flies direct to Las Vegas and fairly cheap. So if it happens and Nebraska happens to be playing there. I would find it hard to believe that it's true because, you know, the Big Ten likes to keep its its moral superiority. You know, we're morally superior to everybody and we, you know, we protect the student athletes. And now there's all these gambling problems at Iowa and Iowa State. By the way, Iowa State lost their like leading rusher or something for investigations. (laughs) Iowa State's getting hammered by this gambling stuff. So I would find it hard to believe they'd just go play at Vegas for the Big Ten championship. I like this comment by James Marshall just came through says if a team west of the Rockies or east of the Appalachians wins the Big 10 then nobody won the Big 10. <laughs> that's good. Very good. That's, that's a geography joke for y'all. Um wait, Branson got us another super chat. Oh, crap, sorry Branson. We got you. Um the rest of you guys are supposed to get the example and, you know, <laughs> Bias coffee or something. Yeah. Uh, uh, Branson, Branson says Ryan Day will never amount to Urban Meyer. As someone a, who does, has, does, and always will hate Ohio State, 
I'm fine with that. You know, that's a pretty tall amount to, you know what I mean? That's, I realize Ohio State's expectations are way up there, but that's a really hard <laughs> thing to achieve. I mean, you know, whatever you think of Urban Meyer, the guy was a very successful coach. And let's let's face it, 2024, the whole world changes. And yeah. it will be extremely difficult for any coach to ever live up to any other coach of the past. You know, there will never be another Tom Osborne just because Tom Osborne will have never – never have played this level of competition. You could go back to, oh, come on, what is a game of the century, 1971, and look at the teams he played that were ranked in the top five and top ten. They, That's one year, not 25 years, and now we're going to be playing teams that were uh, – <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll highlight it. You finish your thought. <laughs> no, I think it's, it's just going to be – we're going to have to – we are going to have to uh, just change what we believe is success for our football teams. Okay, go on. Hmm. So you said it's the, the super comments or super chat. Fred says, I bought four shirts and I'm on the wait list for Cobby Corn Hemorrhoid Donuts. John, I'm trying. And then Wade uh, not just asks, but asks in all caps, tell <laughs> us where this cash goes to and what it does for us. Well, if we can grow this, I'll tell you what. The honest I'll, I'll God, tell you, I'll, I'll wait, tell you, it's not going to me, Wade. No, it's not. No, it's all right. Not. It's, That's it, true. It, 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 I'm, I'm on my own for my beer money. All right. That's true. <laughs> uh, if you know what, if we can grow this enough, what it would do for me is allow us to bring on more people and it would allow me to hire somebody to like edit videos so that you don't have to deal with my crappy editing. And honestly, then I could start paying Greg. And by the way, our, is our podcast back in order? Yes and no. Uh, so a, a little, I guess, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll pull the curtain. And we're not pulling. We're yanking the curtain off. Um, we, we were asked nicely by SB Nation slash Fox Media back in April or May to stop using Megaphone as uh, the hosting service for our podcast. And I was going to be compliant with that. But then. I was still able to upload episodes to Megaphone. So it wasn't until a few weeks ago that I was like, no, we really need you to stop. And so I, uh, yes, earlier this week, worked to migrate the podcast from Megaphone to Podbean. And I was trying to upload this past Monday night's Monday Night Therapy with John and Todd. By the way, I miss Todd. I haven't talked to him in months. Uh, and it said, oh, you have exceeded your uploading content limit for the month. I was like, bullshit. It's the eighth of the month. We need to figure this out and we need to do it. <laughs> uh, so that's where we're at. I, I'm going to highlight something real quick. Okay, please do. Okay. Tyler Weisler, who used to write for us says you could hire me back, John. If that's a real comment, uh, you need to send me an email. Yeah. Okay, Tyler. Yeah. Send me an email. All right, move on. Uh, Wade Forrest says, is this tax deductible? Yeah, I don't think so. Sure. Is it? No. No. <laughs> I don't think we're, we're not, a, a, we're not a I 501c3. To, well, yeah, but could we be? I mean, if I declared myself a religion. <laughs> I was just going to say, you could declare yourself homeless. <laughs> you're, half, you're halfway there. Get a haircut, you hippie. <laughs> what? Hippie. Um. <sighs> Roger says that we're still recovering from Todd yelling at us the last show. 
God, he's a better ranter than I am. All right. <sighs> uh, okay. Hey, we, we still have more topics, John. Okay. Can you believe it? We're not, we're not done yet. I, uh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do something. Oh shit. Oh yeah. I need to turn my fan on too, but then I'd stand up and everybody could see just how fat I am. And I'm way, way too self-conscious it, about that. So it's the, uh, it's the hot air in this room that it's coming out of my mouth. I think you can't hear the fan. Can you? No. Okay. Good. No, you sound gosh darn delightful. So we, we talked about, uh, Allegiant stadium, allegedly, possibly reportedly, maybe someday down the road hosting a big 10, uh, football championship game. But this list came out, uh, on the big 10 X or Twitter or whatever you want to call it, uh, earlier today. And this is Adam Brenneman's must visit big 10 football stadiums in 2024. Let me, don't jump ahead of me. It's all right there. Everybody can see it. But I do think it's funny that four of the 10 are the new Pac-12 move over team. So you have UCLA uh, Rose Bowl being number 10. Camp Randall Stadium is number nine. Autzen Stadium at Oregon's number eight. Uh, Ohio Stadium, uh, the Horseshoe, number seven. LA Memorial Coliseum, number six. Uh, the big house is number five Kinnick stadium uh, in Iowa. For some reason is in there at all uh, in number four Husky stadium in Washington Beaver stadium in uh, Penn state. And number one, I don't know if he did this for the likes, for the clicks, for the retweets, for the, whatever, maybe he's full of shit, but maybe he really does have a heart of gold, a five heart of gold, if you will. And that's Memorial stadium in Lincoln, Nebraska. The number one must visit Big Ten football stadium in 2024. What do you think you about know, that, John? I, 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 well, I think it's neat. I mean, let's be honest. You know, you go to Memorial Stadium and you know that there's going to be people there. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's going to be a fans and they're going to be excited. Even if we're not that great, they're still going to have uh, some level of fun, you know, because it's a good social event. Uh, let's see. I've been to Camp Ray at Randall. That was a really, I enjoyed that. Kinnick, mm-hmm. I was there for the Iowa, Iowa State game with Todd. Can, can I, I ask? Actually, yeah. I, I, I don't want to interrupt you, but do you think, do you think the, the draw, if you will, to Kinnick Stadium is, is just to, to turn and wave at, at yeah. University of Iowa Children's? I, you know, you know, it's a, I mean, if, it's an okay. And, and I, I don't think, I don't think it's like, oh my God, you got to get to Kinnick. Right, I just, but I mean, it, it's a nice, and, and I'm not trying to diminish or, or, or minimize that. That's a cool thing, and I shit on it at the beginning. Uh, but look, I've got a five heart of gold, uh, and and I, you know, it's cool. You know, give give the kids a little love. But if that's the only thing, maybe it doesn't need to be on the top yeah. ten. Um, and then is Beaver Stadium? Is it just for like their specific whiteout games? I mean, there's I would, there's so many. Yeah, I would love that. There, there's so many. I, I don't want to say like, I don't know. Um, I'm. I was honestly surprised that Nebraska was at number one, um, and that's as a Husker oh, fan. Like I said, you're always going to have like a sellout crowd there, and it's always going to be fun. I mean, it can well, be miserable with the games there, but people are still going to be. You know, they're going to be into it. They're going to be fans, and you know. Husky Stadium, I would love to go to Husky Stadium. My understanding is it's extremely loud. I remember when we played there in 1992. The crowd noise was so bad that the referees lost control of the game, and uh, it was a Nebraska loss. But I remember, oh, come on. Joe Freilich, 
one of their touchdown passes wasn't even a reception and it was called the touchdown and it was absolutely fucking awful. And it was because wait, wait, Tom Osborne like didn't a, throw the red challenge flag. No, I don't think they had that then, nor did, did they he, have did, any kind of replay. We just what, all, but, I remember we were at but, a bar in Minneapolis and we all just but, tried not to burn the place down. Couldn't he like <laughs> rip off, rip off a piece of his like red slacks and throw that on the field. If he wanted to be tossed. You just accepted the way things were, Greg. Nobody complained. Fucking it was a better time. Generation. Yeah, it was a better time. <laughs> you, got, you got screwed and you just uh, got angry about it and drank a lot. You, you ate that shit sandwich with a smile on your face. Well, not even that. More like a grimace smile. Mm. A grim grimace is purple, not brown. Put that back up there. Oh, okay, fine. God dang. I would like to go to Autzen Stadium, too. And you know, Mich the problem and Michigan the problem the problem with going to Autzen Stadium is more than likely you have to fly into Portland. And I really, really don't want to be anywhere near Portland. I think I'm going to fly into Portland this winter. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. Why? Uh, because to see my, you know. All right, here's what you need to do. <laughs> now, now I'm serious when I say this. Half partially yeah. serious. You need to get a, 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 a prescription of Adderall. <laughs> And then, like when when the the crazy zombie people of Portland start running at you, you like throw, like oh go as distractions to so throw them throw them in the street, and they go nom, 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 nom. oh my god. <laughs> now I have a niece in Oregon, and she said, "Yeah, you can fly into Portland." And I'm sure she's Portland. downright delighted. You know, and and I, there way I can go there and commit crimes, and the, I haven't done that for a while. <laughs> the purge is twenty four seven. The purge in Portland, Oregon. Uh, all right, can I hide this now? Yes. All right, I have one more topic, John. We're 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 an hour five minutes. We we still have time. Lance is still doing the super chat thing. All right, all right. Here it is. What has been your worst away game experience, John? I'm gonna let you answer that question. All my you games know probably Ma game. probably Madison. Um. Uh, you know, mostly, I, I mean, the 409-yard games, I, I have never really had problems with fans. You know, I don't confront people a lot. I'm normally more jovial than anything, and if people try to insult me, I just kind of like, you know, I blow it off. You know, when the Wisconsin fans walk up to you and they say, fuck Nebraska, I say fuck Wisconsin back to them, and everybody's fine, you know. Uh, but I, I think the Madison experience was terrible because we got our ass kicked, and I wanted people to abuse me walking out of the stadium. I wanted the fucking Madison, the Bucky fans to abuse me, and they wouldn't. They felt sorry for us, and I hated it. I absolutely hated it. That's the one I can think of. Uh, worst to other worst away game experience was the 1992 Iowa State game in which I was thrown out for having a beer in my hand by a police officer who told me if I came back into the stadium, I was going to go to jail. And then later on, I, I didn't leave. I went down to the end zone, stood in there with some really drunk Iowa State fans. And it was, I think that game was only Tom Osborne's only loss to an unranked team. And uh, then I helped them tear down the goalposts as we ran on the field. And as I ran on the field with them, and I was instructing them to get the goalpost out of the stadium to get it out so the police didn't take it away from him, I ran into the police officer, and he glared at me, and I kept trying to get his – I had my camera, and I kept trying to get his picture in the frame. And uh, he kept – you know, he was – kept moving – 
And then I, you know, he looked at me and he was like, you know, you're going to jail. He gave me that look. I get that a lot. And then he, I said, I pointed at my camera and he goes, what are you doing down here? And I said, I'm, you know, just taking pictures, of the great win by Iowa state and blah, blah, blah. I bullshitted my way out of it. But, uh, I, the, the reason why this is the worst game to experience is because if I ever bring this up, why, you know, it's one of those things where my wife was sitting next to me and she was like several months pregnant and mm -hmm. she still gets pissed off to this day. If, she, if I bring it up, she still gets pissed off to this day. She gets, if I, she heard me right now, she'd be fucking pissed for three days because she, I left her alone in the stadium. Well, my brother, my brother-in-law, my sister, my brother-in-law were there next to me, but, uh, yeah, that was that was an experience. Here's the thing. I literally I stood up with a beer can in my hand, you know, and I went like field goal because our kicker just kicked the ball through the uprights on a kickoff. And I literally had just watched an I an Iowa State student throw an empty whiskey bottle at their band. And the oh, woman geez. too Two, the, literally the woman two or three seats away from me, was. we were sitting in the front row and she had her legs crossed and she had this Bartles and James wine cooler glass, wine cooler, in her hand like this. And I stood up with a beer in my hand and he goes, you and your beer out of this game. And then I'm like, I start arguing with him and Todd Wolverton was there. Maybe it was Todd who was there. Todd and Tammy were there instead of my sister. Yeah, I think that was it. See, I don't ask. I don't. I don't. I don't ask about this because I just get in trouble. This is yes. This since, is since a real memory. <laughs> Wait, this is a real memory facts. because <laughs> be, because I wrote about this over the years. I've written about this, but um, you know, he comes at me and he said, uh, he says, "Get uh, you and your beer out of this." I'm like, me and my beer. It's not like I'm the only person here with alcohol. And he goes, "You're the only one I saw." And I thought, you fucking prick and i didn't say you fucking prick because i thought that's a straight job to go to jail immediately you know be slammed on the ground by this motherfucker but i'm arguing that i have with him out of it as he's walking toward me and i'm walking back todd's pushing me uh, boy thanks for that memory there branson i probably just wait to hell now two two things two things wade says so so john's family doesn't watch the show well, my wife doesn't because she's like, you swear too much. She's a very nice person. She is. She and she's sweet. And I don't think cook. they do. Nobody mentions it. Nobody ever says anything to me. So you know. Um no. And Roger says, would an away game with Todd count as one of the worst? <laughs> wow. I <laughs> bring that up. Uh and then and then Fred's Wait, I need uh, to leave that up there. I got put that back up there. Oh, all right, hold on. I need to get a screenshot of that. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. Thank you. All right. And, and Fred says, not all heroes wear capes, John. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Wade says, Branson got his $4.99 worth. <laughs> oh, terrific. terrific. I guess. Um, all right. So it's well documented on this show on, on, you know, past podcasts that my Husker in person, uh, experiences have, have been limited. You know, I, I'm not a Nebraska native, uh, and Nebraska never came to Illinois until, uh, well, I didn't see him until 2015. Saw them at, at, 
I saw Nebraska play at UCLA at the Rose Bowl uh, back in September of 2012. Hard to believe that's the last vacation I have with, with my wife. Um, we went on a string of like 10 years before we actually went on another vacation. Uh, and then we had kids and it, not to say it wasn't as fun. It was just different, different kind of fun. Uh, right. I digress. <laughs> uh, and UCLA, we lost that game in 2012. That's, that's, you know, shocker. Um, but it was tough to argue with the backdrop, um, you know, and, and the Rose Bowl for what it was, 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 it was a fun experience. Again, uh, uh, got to meet up with some, some great people. Uh, you know, some people that I only knew through through Twitter uh, and then some some other you know good friends um, for, for that trip. The I've seen Nebraska at Illinois twice. Uh, here, here's a fun fact. Before the twins came along, my wife and COVID, my wife and I were kicking around the idea of going and seeing Nebraska, Illinois in Ireland. Of course, that game didn't happen. Right. Uh, and right. then it was Northwestern last year. We all know what happened there. We're not going to go back into that. Um, but both of my trips to Il- Illinois have, have been pleasant. Um, let's see. I don't know if I still have the picture up in here. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to spill the tea here. Our guest tonight was supposed to be uh, the one and only legend of uh, uh, Internet and YouTube, Mr. Brett Baker. Uh, he He's... I've known Brett for over a decade. Uh, we used to uh, podcast on another Husker site that is now defunct. Uh, but that's, you know, I met Brett about the same time I met Brian Toll, whom we all love and miss dearly. Yeah. Um, and, and so Brett was in uh, Aaron Sorensen to name drop uh, was another in that group uh, over there. Uh, that was my first foray into Nebraska podcasting. I don't even remember how I got into that because um, I'm, you know, just a, guy in illinois um but i I met brett online and in 2015 i met met brett in person uh when he and his daughter jessica came and and that's me on the left obviously my wife uh there in the black hoodie uh she was pregnant uh with our oldest son at the time uh, and and gave birth to him about three months later so i got to meet them in champagne so i mean the the joke around my circle of friends, probably why I'm not invited uh, to this year's uh, Nebraska, Illinois game in Champaign is because two uh, tailgate parties in a row. It was 2015. And then the Friday night game in 2017, I inadvertently kicked over the grill uh, at the tailgate. So <laughs> I would say that self-inflicted worst road game experience uh, was, you know, it, it's, it, it became you, the butt of the joke and what did you burn shit down? No, it was like one of those little, it'd be like tailgate grills. That's only about, you know, a little Weber. That's only about yay big around, but it's also no higher than my shin. And I tripped over it. They weren't worried about me. It was, oh, we got to pick up the brat that fell on the grass or whatever. I'm like, it's a brat. You're at a tailgate. Have another beer and eat the brat. But it's still, I'm not saying it's a point of contention. I'm just saying it gets brought up every year. So oh, it does. Uh, okay. In in I would in, the, in the stadium in the stadium uh was was pleasant except in 2015 we lost we won the Friday night game in 2017 that was fun so well here's the thing about this upcoming Minnesota game yeah well I will be in the stands with my family during the uh, infamous video event my family was at that game 
And uh, apparently my oldest son was rather intoxicated. And the Minnesota fans got really upset with my family because they had on both Minnesota and Nebraska gear. And they just switched sides to whoever was winning. And it's going to be interesting for me to be in the stands with my own family and, you know, to see if we don't kill each other or something. <laughs> okay. I, I'm just now getting caught up on the comments. And, Gay, and Greg the grill kicker. That's what I would call you. That seems dirty. <laughs> uh, so we have uh, um, Roger says, can we all pitch in and buy Greg, uh, uh, buy a game for Greg? Uh, and, and the, you know, I, I'm, I'm no charity case. I'll, I'll survive. Uh, Fred says every day working with John has to feel like a vacation from sanity. I yell a lot at people. Uh, Wade says, is it legal to have someone not from Nebraska do a show about Nebraska? And then thanks a uh, friend of the show, Josh uh, and friend of mine, long time says he lived with me in Nebraska for a few years. So he's good. That's, I don't know if that's street cred, uh, but, yeah. but I'll, I'll take what I look. <laughs> And then Wade's follow-up is like, is that legal? <laughs> uh, real quick, Wade, I'll, I'll tell you the story briefly. Uh, I was 21. I moved from Southern Illinois to Shadron, Nebraska to start my radio career. Uh, uh, stereo AM 610 KCS, our voice of the Shadron Cardinals. Uh, lived by myself for a year in an apartment that was a house that was converted into three different apartments. It's a college town. Of course, Shadron State College, Danny Woodhead, et cetera. Um, Live by myself. I remember rent was two fifty a month uh, up there. Uh, at, after that, I moved in with a coworker for two years. Uh, just you know, kind of cut costs down. And then after that, moved in with Josh. And, and uh, it was a house on Pine Street. We called it the Pine Street Palace. It was Josh. It was it was about six of us total uh, in a double wide. Uh, had my own room. Door was locked. I mean, Josh is a good guy, but he's you know. You, you got to wonder about some of the others. Um, all in all, it was a good time. Yes, it was a good yeah. time. Yep. Sarah McLaughlin says, or uh, Fred Sacco says, Sarah McLaughlin needs to sing a song in the background for a, a buy a game for Greg commercial. <laughs> and Roger says, uh, uh, that's what I call an onside grill. So. Good time. All right. I don't think we have anything see, else uh, topic-wise that I... See this? No. See that? See it? What is that, John? It's part is of my chair office. Apart? See? Yes, it is. See, there I need a new office chair. All right. Yeah, let's worry about John uh, and his royal ass before we uh, worry about me. Uh, <sighs> actually, we do actually have one more topic, John, if you think we have time for what? it. Well, we always... What the hell? We're doing good tonight. Okay. Uh, this Can came I, out earlier. Whoop. Let me hide that comment. Sorry, Fred. Uh, or Roger, I mean, giving you extra, uh, Chip Kelly in all this conference realignment, Chip Kelly says that Notre Dame is an independent is an independent in football, but they're in a conference for everything else. Why aren't we all independent for football? Take the 64 teams in power five and make that one division. Take the 64 teams in group of five, make that another division. We play for a championship. They play for a championship. No one else gets affected. Our sport is different than everybody else. We only play once a week. Travel's not a big deal for football, but it is a big deal for other sports. That came from a quote from the bald face truth. I'll try to give credit where, where I can. John, your thoughts? On my thought is this. My thought is this. 
this is where we're realistically going to go, but you have to make that journey. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I did the history videos. I still, I'm really slow on the history videos because, you know, work's been held lately. I, anyway, whatever. But I, in the original, it took them from 1869 to 1910 to come up with a game of football that is the modern game of football that we all know and love. And God knows they've had those changes since then. But think of the decades of evolution that it took for the foot for football to become the game that everybody loves and they didn't make drastic changes why because there were a lot of people making tons of money and having success so they didn't want to change it all at once this is probably where we all probably look at this and go yeah that's where we going we can't do it like next year though maybe in 10 years you know we'll do this and everybody'll go that's kind of cool but you can't just do it like tomorrow and the reason yeah. why you can't do it tomorrow is that it's enormous change. And business people hate business people hate drastic change unless right. they're innovators. See what I mean? Small companies innovate. They do disruptive change. Big companies want regulations to keep innovation down so there's no change. And this is college football, and it's way up here. And the people up here, they, they're like, could you change it? I'm, I'm going to retire in two years, and then you can do it. Yeah, That's who is in charge, for God's sake. And uh, by the way, 2024 is going to be an incredibly huge change in the history of football. A 12-team playoff, maybe more at this point. We don't know. They might change it. Change. And then all the conference changes. I mean, it's going to be huge. 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 Whatever the guy says. Okay. Uh, terrible, just terrible, says I remember the Missouri coach said something similar. That's right. Eli Drinkwitz did make very similar comments about uh, where it's heading. Uh, Josh says 64 teams split into geographic divisions. We get uh, CU, OU, Kansas, Kansas State. Wait a minute. <laughs> that looks familiar. I mean, um, I, I, look, I, if it's going to go that well, way, like it might. We, uh, are, are you trying to purposely sound like you're interrupting me? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, if, if it goes that way, then – you have to make you have to keep the top performers in the group of five engaged. You have to give them something to work for, and that's where we borrow something from uh, Premier League uh, soccer or football, and we do relegation and promotion. If you're a, a top five team in the group of five, and you're a bottom five team in in Power Five, y'all switch places. Like the 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 worst performers out. The uh, best performers in. You know, I think I'm going to do a short video commenting on that because uh, I have more thoughts on it. You know what? Uh, I can't wait for you to give me all the, the uh, all the monetization that's earned for that because it's my idea that you're peeking back off of. Okay. Hi. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's probably be like ten bucks or twelve bucks or something. Uh, you know how many beers that can buy, John? Two. No, I go. I, I, I don't know. I, drink I don't food. drink anymore. I don't. That's, whose fault mine. is that, John? Whose fault is well, that? It's mine. That's anyway, <laughs> I was going to say something relevant. What was it? 
Oh, you know what? It's going to be easier to make that move by that Chip Kelly represents after we've ripped apart all the rivalries. So that's what this stage yeah. of football is for, is ripping apart all the rivalries. And everybody goes, college football is ruined. No, I'm not. I get it. I get that people understand that. I've seen Dion Pryor's comments to my short I did today about college football being ruined. Um, I don't think it's ruined. I think we're still going to love it. I think it's just going to be an enormous change. I know there's a lot of people that are going to be disaffected by it, but uh, especially those who get left behind. But it will evolve into something else. It'll just take a few years for that to happen. Probably a long time because of the AC. What dipshit conference does a contract until 2036? The ACC. What fucking moron negotiated that that's i mean that's uh, really wait, honestly wait, wait. shows you how how much better the big ten has run than some of those other conferences let, let me ask you this what contract is worse that particular uh i don't know if you know i don't know media rights that particular deal or the mets bobby bonilla deal i okay do you know about I that? I don't know anything about. No, I don't follow Major League Baseball. Really? All right, no, let me give you the, the 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 quick end. <laughs> this is from uh, July first, as, as has happened for over twenty years, and despite being retired for over twenty years, uh, July first, sports fans celebrate the unusual contract where Bobby Bonilla is paid one point two million dollars from the Mets uh, because uh, of this wording that was in this contract from the 1990s it's a deferred oh, salary it's arrangement um and and it's been going on uh the deferred the deferred part uh go has started since uh july 1st of 2011 and will continue until 2035 so wow right now he's, he's 12 years in he's he's halfway through is he receiving like one point one? No, I mean not, not since. I mean I'd have to do due diligence to find out exactly when he retired, but he was well retired by 2011. That's a smart guy, then. Yeah, I'd say. Uh, it was a it was a five year in. All right, look at this. He Bonilla signed with the Mets a five year contract worth twenty nine million dollars uh, in 1991, but it was. Uh, on a deferred basis. So, uh, yeah, they're just writing, writing him checks every July 1st till 2035. Soak it up. Bobby Bonilla. All right. Wow. That's okay. A couple, a couple comments and then we're going to get out of here. Uh, try to get out okay. of here in under 90 minutes. Um, Wade far says, uh, the corn day coming up at Werner baseball park, part of John's idea, even though it's not about Nebraska football. Of course it is. Okay, I like that. <laughs> We're doing this rapid fire. Uh, it's corn Fidone, day. It's my idea. Thomas Fedone says, besides me as a dad, thinking that Thomas Fedone will be that dark horse to help win over Minnesota, who all thinks this as well? Well, I think like, it'd I be neat. I don't know. You know what? It'd be verify that that's Thomas Fedone's <laughs> father. I yeah, I don't think there is either. Maybe you can tell us odd, about an identity. It'd be a very numbers. odd fake account to, uh, you know. We're supposed to answer his question. Okay. Carrie, sorry. It would be particularly great if this happened because, like I said earlier about Minnesota, 
they have one of the best tight ends in the Big Ten in Span Ford. Uh, and, you know, the same thing goes for Iowa. Who is it? Luke Leahy? Leahy? I mean, that guy's one of the best tight Iowa has tight ends. It would be really cool for Nebraska to have Thomas Fedoni or Fedone, Fiden, to uh, actually just go out there and kick some ass and become like uh, Gronk. I, that's the tight end guy I remember because he's Gronk. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Next. All right. Next one. Um, we were talking about uh, uh, how to make this uh, a nonprofit tax exempt. And yes. Fred says the church of John Johnston. And on the eighth day, he sat up on the toilet and cried. <laughs> there will be no sitting on the toilet and crying this year. No. Uh, yeah. No, As we go thing. 14 and 0. 15 and 0, you son of a bitch. Oh, okay. I think. Yeah, 15 and 0. 12 regular season, conference championship, semifinal, national championship. Okay. I'm pulling up some uh, some deep cuts uh, coronation trivia here. Oh my god! Uh, all right, um, let's see. Colin J says, "Pay Greg what you owe him, John. He's worth at least fifty dollars per episode and a pack of zebra cakes." I'll tell you what. Oh. I mean, I'm a fat kid at, at heart. You can keep the fifty bucks and just you know pass I, the zebra cakes. What about uh, kale? <laughs> No, God, what the hell? You trying to make I, me live longer? Yeah. Oh, well, you're the only you one. You need to live healthier. <laughs> I have a whole gob of kale that nobody wants to eat. I'm sorry. I could ship it to you. Do you save? Please don't. Uh, I'm going to try to figure out how the hell we spelled that back in the day. All right. Um, That's uh, K-A-L-E. Not kale. I'm not looking up kale yet psychopath uh <laughs> wow okay uh andrew anderson said this by the way an hour and 21 minutes ago john have fun at the minnesota game one way or another i'm going to if the one laws way. involve so be it how john you'll know this better than me what does coronation um do they uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Do they delete things like in the archives, so to speak? What do you mean? Did on the at website? Some point, yeah. No. Okay. They just uh, they they can make it very hard to find. Though I mean, it really can be very difficult to find. Why? Well, we have an interesting question here because oh. we know that you're a Nebraska native who lives in Minnesota. Yeah. And I'm an Illinois native who's back in Illinois, but spent some time in Nebraska. Okay. And Colin J wants to know how we met. Fuck if I know. <laughs> did you heart attack and brain injury that one away? Yeah, I did. Uh, I didn't have I didn't have control over what went and what stayed, but I have no idea how we met. All right. So what I was trying to find uh, was probably a podcast. Yeah. I mean, thanks for you know cutting to it. Right well, away. Yeah, that's what I do. We, I got, as I mentioned, I'm, I met Brian Toll through a now uh, defunct uh, Husker website called Husker Locker. And I'm not keeping up with these new comments at all. So I apologize to everybody. Um, it, when that went, 
not, not belly up. I'm, I'm, I'm trying not trying to be over, overtly negative, but Brian found a, a landing spot here at coordination and I didn't. And Brian, and I got along, you know, he, he liked the cut of my jib or whatever, however that phrase goes. I hope that's not inappropriate. Uh, shut up, Fred. I'm going to get in front of it now. Shut up. <laughs> Uh, and, and he eventually reached out to me and said, Hey man, you, you want to, I'm over here at coordination. Do you want to try to do a podcast? And so I said, yeah, sure. And we started it and I believe it was the 2000, I think it was the 2012 season. And I don't know that because I Googled detasseling the Huskers, which is the name of this mailbag, you know, Q and a show. And the, the first one that came out, I couldn't find episode one, but episode 32 was June 12th, 2012. 13 uh and there's a picture wow. of tim miles on there for everybody who remembers him um uh so it was a q a show uh primarily we actually took a lot more time off in the off season than you know we've been doing you know in the last few years uh both between here the five heart podcast and this is really the first off season for monday night therapy uh, but we we were kind of hit and miss back in the back in the day and, and i I missed those, especially as the off seasons went on. Uh, we we took almost an entire off season off uh, for Five Heart Podcast uh, back in 2017, which I really am, am kind of upset about because that ended up being Brian's last off season. But yeah, detasseling the Huskers was, and then kind of went away for a little while. You know, questions stopped coming in. Uh, you know, in those late Polini years and whatnot. Um, so yeah, I mean the detasseling the Huskers slowly kind of faded out and then a little time off and and I think I wrote maybe two articles for the site uh in the meantime. And uh then Brian's like, Man, we I, I think I reached out to Brian, we gotta get this thing going again. So um yeah, five heart podcast started up and uh um I don't I'm I'm not saying this to pat myself on the back or anything. Um I've been doing the five heart podcast since its inception it started with brian uh and then it, it was hoss uh reuter who who was here uh when brian got sick and then and ultimately after his passing and hoss and i did that for a long time and then he, he uh had to grow up uh so to speak and and finish off his masters and and he's working hard i've i've kept in contact with hoss uh we, we're still good friends and he said he's gonna try to join us uh for some shows uh here oh. when the season begins um and okay. then, you know, John, you, you kind of slid in there yeah. for the long time. We were the tripod, uh, you, me and Hoss and, and, uh, now it's you and me and, and we're two legs trying not to fall over. <laughs> okay. Here's the thing. I'm going to be gone next week. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Well, Monday night, Todd will need help. Probably. What are you trying to say? Oh, Monday so night. I'm, I'm going to be gone. I'm going to be at the Cardinal game with my family. Okay. Well, somebody needs to make Todd do the show. Okay. Okay. I don't know how we'll do that because I'm pretty sure you, we we can have this conversation off air. This yeah. thing's going <laughs> I'm saying this to these people so that okay. if he doesn't do the show, they all abuse the fuck out of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called yeah, insane. yeah. Let's shame him. Let's yeah, shame, shame, him. shame. Um, Boo that man. Okay, is there anything else? No, everybody's great. All okay. is well. Um, all right. We're getting oh, close. Here we go. I think you started this one, not me. Sam Roberts Golf says, if we beat Minnesota, then we will win 10 games. If we lose, probably six. Why did you highlight that, John? 15 and 0. 15 and 0. I, I think that that's very, you know, that's 
I think that's the that is how most Husker fans feel about this season. Hmm. I mean, that's fine. I'm not saying it's fine. I just, Wade Farr says, so who gets the money? I get the money. There you and, go. And after I lose a tooth, the tooth fairy will come, you know, put a five spot under my pillow, pat me on the head. And, and I don't know where I was going with that. I apologize to everybody. That got super weird. All right. I think oh, Tyler then, says, be on the lookout for an email, John. Okay. Cool. All right. Welcome back, Tyler. Premature, okay. but wouldn't be the first time. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's it. <laughs> uh, that's it for this episode of the Five Heart Podcast. Holy shit. And over an hour and a half. Um, but we couldn't do it with that. Look, if if nobody was here, this would oh, have been that's a true. 25 minute show and, and uh, wouldn't be nearly as fun. So we couldn't do it without you. We appreciate everybody sticking around uh, late into the uh, night here. Now go be with your family or. or let me put. Let me re- remind you: if you can't be with the one you love, then love the one you're with, and you take wow. that however you need okay. to. Okay. Uh, for this guy over here, nope. Let me try that. This guy over here, John Johnston. <laughs> I'm Greg Mahachko. This is the Five Heart Podcast, live exclusively on YouTube, and we really do appreciate you all. Thank you so much, and remember that Five Heart is all the heart you need. And that's been the tagline since the very first episode. Go big red. Good night, everybody. You've earned it.